the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. Thursday, March 10th, 2022, coming to you live from the Guns Etc. studios. I am Seth Leaps, and anyone who has taken a course in organizational studies or theory or works or has worked for a private corporation is familiar with the term social responsibility or corporate responsibility or corporate social responsibility, CSR for short. Before the term started, corporate giants like Andrew Carnegie and John D. Rockefeller endowed education and scientific charities to help improve society and, as they say, give back or act like good corporate citizens. Of course, they were condemned in our history books as robber barons, just so you got the message, free enterprise and capitalism equals bad. Nobody ever really told us who was robbed, who they robbed, or how those colleges we all went to where we were studying that they were robber barons would have existed without them paying for them and building them. But the message was sent. Originally, corporate responsibility in our modern parlance came to us in the 1950s. Howard Bowen, the founder of the modern movement and inventor of the phrase, defined it this way, quote, the obligations of businessmen to pursue those policies, to make those decisions, or to follow those lines of actions which are desirable in terms of objectives and values of our society, close quote. You'll recall a few weeks ago, we spoke of one Jennifer Say, a vice president at the Levi Strauss company, who uh, whose company at Levi Strauss would spend gobs of money on sexual identity issues in the community, but not education for closed schools during COVID. Both of those examples, one through negative and one through positive example, are under the rubric of corporate social responsibility. So the New York Times reports this today, quote, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has changed everything, and food companies and restaurant chains have struggled with how to respond. Amid mounting pressure to act, McDonald's announced on Tuesday that it was temporarily closing its nearly 850 locations in Russia and halting operations in the country. Just a little more from the New York Times. Quote, soon after the McDonald's announcement, other prominent food companies and restaurants followed. Starbucks said it, too, was closing all its locations in Russia. And Coca-Cola said it was halting sales there. And PepsiCo, whose products have been in Russia since the early 1970s, said it would no longer sell Pepsi and 7-Up there, but would continue to produce dairy and baby food products in the country as humanitarian effort to keep tens of thousands of manufacturing and farm workers employed. Close quote. It's interesting. Why just them? I mean, the other people are employed, too, in any event. Other companies, many of whose names you know, have said and done the same with Russia. Fine. I'm glad the old bumper sticker I grew up with that read people, not profits, means something again. We're supposed to feel good about this as if we're doing something and American corporations are doing their part. part, And, of course, saying to ourselves, oh, I'll buy Pepsi. They're doing the right thing. Or I'll buy Coke. They're doing the right thing. But are they doing their part? 
Are they doing good? Are they being responsible corporately or otherwise? I don't think it's a bad thing that corporations can leverage some power to make a government feel uncomfortable or make it less popular because its people are less happy, less comfortable, have less consumer choice as a result of the government's invidious and iniquitous actions. And Putin's Russia is, beyond question, engaging, engaging in invidious and iniquitous actions, actions as a nuclear power that limit what other state actors may do to stymie them. This is one big and important reason as to why nonproliferation is so important. Our merely observing, watching Pakistan or North Korea acquire nuclear weapons is nothing short of a sin and a moral and life-threatening sin at that. And that is why when countries disrupt other countries' nuclear plans, that is generally a good thing. For example, when Israel bombed the Iraqi nuclear reactor at Osirak, Gene Kirkpatrick lobbied the Reagan administration to abstain, to be the one country to abstain in condemning Israel. But what of all these companies we are applauding who are doing nothing, zero, zip, null set for operations in China? In fact, quite the opposite. They spend millions of dollars a year particularly companies like the ones we are reading about, Coca-Cola, to be sure, also Apple and Nike. They spend millions lobbying Congress not to impose sanctions on China, including not to make it more difficult to import products made with slave labor in China. Here's a subheadline from The New York Times from a year ago. Quote, Nike, Coca-Cola and Apple have been pressing Congress to alter legislation cracking down on imports of goods made with forced labor from persecuted Muslim minorities in China. Close quote. Get it? Nike, Coca-Cola, Apple, other companies, they are doing their best to stop legislation that cracks down on the importation of slave labor goods produced in China. The story reports on the millions they spent lobbying Congress to maintain that supply chain. Now, thankfully, there's a little tool many have used to try and understand not how responsible corporations in America are behaving, but how responsible the countries they operate in are behaving when it comes to not profits, but yes, people, namely human, civil, and political rights. Freedom House, founded by Eleanor Roosevelt, rates countries on a 100-point scale. The higher, the better. For example, the United States combined political and civil rights score is 83. Who does better than us, you may ask? Sweden, I believe, is the only country with a 100 out of a 100 score. But how about Russia? Its combined score is 20, 20 out of 100. Pretty lousy. Maybe Pepsi and Coke shouldn't have been contributing to that regime in the first place. Iran, who, are, who we are using Russia to sit at a table with to give concessions to, is even worse, coming in at 16. By contrast, if this helps at all, Israel gets a score of 76. For perspective, Ukraine gets a 60, which is three times better than Russia. So where's China? If a country like Russia is at 20, and that's an abuser of political and civil or human rights, what of China? Well, it comes in with a score of nine. Less than half as decent, if that's the right word, as Russia. But we are supposed to celebrate American corporations for ceasing operations in and sending a message to Russia? They do the entire opposite with a country more than 100% worse than Russia in their operations in China. But China hasn't invaded anywhere, you say. Just stop. 
Just stop. Tell me about Tibet. Tell me what Taiwan and Hong Kong are worried about. The Xinjiang province was taken by communist China in the early 1950s. And, of course, its operations to abet and aid a lot of other enemies of civilization from the Middle East to places like the Sudan were and are legion. But what are they doing in the Xinjiang province is nothing short of civilization abuse. And American corporations seem fine with it, as is the NBA, which silences anyone who, on their payroll or under their control, speaks out against it, even saying such innocuous things as stand with the people of Hong Kong. Which makes the NBA much more cowardly and evil so far as I'm concerned than the people of Hong Kong or the immiserated and threatened anywhere. Stop the virtue signaling, please, of quoting Martin Luther King or anyone else about injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. That quote stops in its tracks when it comes to the worst violator of human rights and justice in the world when it comes to China. Maybe I should say that quote has been stopped in its tracks and mostly by American entities, from Nike to the NBA. Ask Anus Cantor Freedom. Story from yesterday, Fox News. Though the NBA has seemingly blackballed former Boston Celtics center Anus Freedom for speaking out against China, that hasn't stopped him from dunking all over them. On Sunday, Freedom, formerly Anus Cantor, pointed a finger at the NBA's hypocrisy. The league supports Ukrainians but has turned a blind eye to the Uyghurs held in concentration camps in China and others around the world whose human rights have been violated. Seeing NBA players and coaches wearing Ukrainian emblems, which he supports, by the way, Enos Kanter does, he also tweeted, quote, How is it fair when I wore shoes to bring awareness about human rights violations around the world? The Celtics begged me to remove them and threatened to ban me. Celtics now wear Ukrainian flag pins. Who approved this? NBPA, NBA, who chooses whose lives are more important? Damn good question. As we started this country saying all lives were equal and equally important. Some famous athletes who make millions of dollars a year from Nike, that makes millions of dollars a year from operations in Xinjiang, think Colin Kaepernick, point out how awful America is because a good part of it had slavery here that only ended 160 years ago. They have Nada, zip, nothing, null set to say about China, particularly the Muslims of Xinjiang, where slavery is operating not 160, 59, 58, 57, 56, 55 years ago, but right now as we speak and as I broadcast. Enos Cantor Freedom goes on to point out, hypocrites, I see Celtics coaching staff wearing the flag, which says freedom. But what about Syria? What about Afghanistan? What about the Uyghurs, Hong Kong, Tibet, Taiwan? Why is it okay to speak up about human rights violations in Russia, but not in other countries? Is there not much profit from Russia, he asks? Enos Cantor Freedom didn't stop there. He also said that the NBA begged him to remove the shoes that read Free Tibet late last year when he was still a member of the Boston Celtics. What could explain such hypocrisy? Obviously, profits over people. So I'd like us all to slow our roll in all this. There's not a lot of credit to be given in my mind. And the credit will come from the social warriors in our country whose main work is virtue signaling, not so much war as media. Social media warriors is probably the better phrase for them. Yes, of course, I get the concern about slavery, which we ended here in America about 160 years ago. There's a whole ideological industry that wants to keep in mind and alive that we had it here 
And you bet we don't bury our history. We shouldn't distort it here. But they are dreadfully silent and deathly silent on something I have never been, and that's the slavery in our midst. Not in 1619, not in 1776, not in 1864, but now. A recent report states, quote, the estimated 2.9 million people in modern slavery in China includes the forced labor, forced labor, men, women, and children in many parts of the economy, including domestic servitude and forced begging, the sexual exploitation of women and children, and forced marriage. I suppose it's easier to talk about pre-America 1619 on something we spent hundreds of thousands of lives ending than to grasp, deal with, or critique something happening right now. For shame, child slavery. For shame, Muslim and Christian-directed slavery. For shame, that's China. Though, of course, it's so much easier to criticize us and get credit for it. Or Russia. But let me list as one that is unmoved by these American companies standing up for Russia, myself, and hopefully you. Stand up for the real thing, Coke, then maybe we can talk. Nike, just do it. And Americans, if you believe in human or civil rights, as you say, end the use of fashions and thought which are meant to distract men from the real dangers. And maybe hold up Enos and not Colin. One paid a price for speaking out for human rights, after all while the other raised his price for maintaining his silence on them, all the time while wearing socks calling policemen in the United States pigs. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you live from the Guns Etc. studios. Do you remember about a year or so ago when Kamala Harris was being interviewed with Lest, uh, by Lester Holt and he asked her about why she hadn't been to the border? Do you remember what she said? And I haven't been to Europe. <laughs> What's your point? Well, she's been to Europe a lot lately, particularly over the sovereignty of a country's border. Maybe now having checked that box... She can do our border. But, yeah, she is in Europe now and uh, spoke uh, next to the uh, pro- uh, Polish pre- the president of Poland today. Uh, listen, there's a lot of different audio that's coming out. I, I picked on maybe one of the ones that you hadn't heard, maybe. Um, listen to this. This is your vice president. This is your representative on the international stage in the time of war. A process by which... There will be a review and investigations, and we will, of course, participate as appropriate and necessary. But we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet, based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. (laughs) But just limited to what we have seen. Pregnant women going for health care, being injured by, I don't know, a missile, a bomb, in an unprovoked, unjustified war? No, based on what we know and don't know, seen and not seen, I don't know, hurt by a missile or a bomb. This business of what we know and don't know, that we're acting on things we know and don't know, 
and things we have seen and not seen. That's kind of where my ear went. That's kind of where my head went. The things we know and don't know, the things we've seen and not seen. I, You know, I remember when we all clamored for an overhaul of our intelligence agencies and our intelligence efforts, particularly after the M WMD problems, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, in the early aughts. Have we gotten now to the point where we just throw our hands up and say we're operating on things we know and don't know and see and don't see? Well, it dawned on me, she's just doing a callback to what she said last week. In the future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and, and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. There it is. You don't have to see and you don't have to know. You can just imagine. You can, I, and, and you wonder, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the field Joe Biden operates in, imaginary. I didn't know it had sunk so far down that it's now affecting 50-somethings in the administration and Kamala Harris. Things we know and don't know, things seen and not seen, and all of it can be done because we imagine. And you all imagined it. And so we shall do it because you imagined it. You know, of course, you're thinking of the John Lennon lyrics, and I just wish she'd apply, imagine consistently. She does care about Ukraine's borders. We all do. I just want her to care about ours a little more because what's going on is not a dream. It's a nightmare. What are those lyrics? Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. If you're going to imagine that, Kamala Harris, don't imagine it about the country that elected you to be their vice president. I suppose that's what I would say. One wit on uh, Twitter said uh, about all the word salad and word jumbles Kamala Harris exposed today, promulgated, uh, disseminated today, said, um, we're not sending our best. We're not sending our best. No, we're not. And we're not governed by our best. In fact, I would go so far as to say we are governed by leaders who are less good than the people who elected them. Less good. It's not exactly what Madison had in mind. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. We recently lost Stephen Sondheim. He wrote that. He wrote that. Frank Sinatra, I think, did the best job of it. Probably the saddest breakup song I've ever heard. Probably. Probably. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. And there's a, there shines a, uh, a good deed in, a, in, a, in the midst of a sad and weary world. Hello, Tina in Star Valley. Hello, and thank you for having me on. And I love that Frank Sinatra song. Oh, my gosh. There's something, uh, yeah, there's a couple songs he does that just shows that lower range like nothing else. And he sings yeah. like he lived it. You know, he li that's how he sings. He sings like he lives the lyrics of his songs, you know? It's yeah, just... And, and just a little bit of trivia about him. Apparently, Willie Nelson, as a big fan, modeled his uh, phrasing after Sinatra. Is that right? 
Yep, that's what he said. Yep. I'm not to, I'm not want, a good enough want a phrase like Sinatra. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm not enough of a of an any kind of amateur or expert on on singing, but I read I read a, re, a recent biography of Sinatra written by a singer who was uh, his last I think valet before he passed away. And he talked about Sinatra's phraseology and uh, breath control and how unique it was. So when you say Willie modeled it after there, there was something to model it after. It was unique. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, big Sinatra fan up here in Star Valley. So good. Good. <laughs> He's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so gas prices jacked up here, and I know they jacked up down there, and. Pete Buttigieg says we're spending uh, billions of dollars to install electrical uh, charging stations for for cars. In Which isn't the areas. problem, really, <laughs> right? I mean, that's not ah. really the problem. You, you're right. He yeah. did say that. I played yeah. the audio yesterday. The problem is ah. not that the cars don't have charging stations. That is not really the problem. But anyway, go ahead. No. Yeah, okay. The problem is I, people yeah. don't have the cars. That's the problem. Okay. And and maybe don't want the cars. And maybe don't uh, want the know, cars. There's can, a lot to be desired in these, some of these cars. You bet. Right. Can't, can't afford them. My husband made a point, and I don't know if this is true, but he said if you park those cars in your garage, you do risk a fire because they do occasionally catch on fire. It may be. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, um, the cars in America, Americans love their cars. They just do. And a lot of people, you know, would rather stick something in the tank and get going and rev their engines rather than have to pull over and wait 45 minutes so that they can go another 100 miles or 200 miles or 300 miles. And not all these cars yeah. are comfortable. I've been in some of the quote-unquote supposedly nicer of them, nicest of them. And I got to tell you, there's in many cases a lot to be desired with them, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the fact that we're being strong-armed into this, well, the great reset, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll own nothing and, and you'll be happy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, of course, we read the infamous, uh, you know, that used to, the great reset was kind of conspiracy theory stuff. And, you know, we who, who talked about it were the, tin, the tinfoil hat people. But now um, it's kind of like, like Donald Trump and, when he predicted $7 of gallon for gasoline yeah. and he was made fun of <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 you you elect yeah. joe biden you'll see seven dollar gas prices people people rammed him for that and i give you the state of california yeah. today yes indeed and my brother-in-law's desperately trying to get out of there right now Good. so yeah um you know i i called because the your your opening monologue you know as always i i love to be able to catch it um the the hypocrisy of these companies uh, and they've really sold their souls. And I being, you know, this retired English teacher, and I love to, to go back to the mythology that's, you know, that, that we used to teach. We used to teach. And you have the story of Faust, you know, Faust selling his soul to the devil. And, you know, these people, I'm sure, do not believe there's a devil. And so what the heck, you know, I'll sell my soul to this imaginary thing. Nothing will happen. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's it's but, uh, it's 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 um it's an odd thing. I, that's interesting. You brought up Faust a little bit and the selling of the soul, um, because the whole notion of corporate responsibility or corporate social responsibility or whatever phrase they have now was um, 
to show that companies did have a soul. You know, I'm hitting a break here. It's a big thing. You want to hold on, and we'll we'll pick it around a little bit more I, on the I, other side. Yes, yes, thank you. That I will. Would be great. I'm Seth Liebson, six zero two five zero eight zero nine. Six zero wake up call from veteran owned Midas Gold Group. You've seen the news. Truckers and even their smallest supporters are being targeted. Bank accounts closed. Now you understand all the talk about getting everyone on digital currency. It's the ultimate power and control over you. With this tool, they will be able to easily extinguish the freedoms of anyone who disagrees with them. Democrats in the U.S. approve of Trudeau's protest suppression nearly four to one. It's not hard to speculate they would support the same thing here. Gold and other precious metals add a layer of privacy and protection to your finances. Get private, get protected, get on the phone and call Midas Gold Group. Midas Gold Group at 480-360-3000. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Tina's in Star Valley. Tina, uh, you're talking about these large and woke corporations. We used to call them American corporations. I don't think we should anymore. I don't think their interests are American, and I don't think America is the first thing on their minds. It's probably the last thing on their minds. But do you remember – I mean we don't have a lot of these in our conservative or Republican Party history, but every once in a while a star – would come and you know we'd kind of delight in uh, listening to their audio or watching their speeches or debates or uh, slams. Uh, I had a friend once who said, "Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I just go and read Antonin Ant- Ant- Scalia opinions." <laughs> it's a little much. <laughs> I mean, for a while there, way back when, Chris Christie people used to love watching Chris Christie's uh, town halls. We have one, I think, in the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Can I play you a little audio on point from today? Oh, I, I love Ron. Listen, Please, l- listen yes. to this. And so in Florida, our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of woke corporations. Not on the musings of work, woke corporations. We're going to be working for our citizens, uh, not the musings of woke corporations. I just love that. Yep, yep. And uh, I, I did like his uh, his testy interaction uh, yesterday or the the other day. Uh, you know when they're they're condemning him for this quote anti-gay bill. Yeah, the don't say gay has, bill, right? No, and he yeah, yeah and he and he forced the reporter to to to, to acknowledge yeah. that we were talking about a piece of legislation that itself has nothing to do particularly with gay or homosexuality lifestyles, but is banning basically the education about it and transgenderism for. Five, six, and seven-year-olds. That's what it was talking yeah. about. That's what the legislation yeah. was about. You know. And who, who in their right mind is going to going to support and endorse and promote that specifically? I mean, I'd like to make these people say it. Oh, I want to teach little babies. They say about it, the, Tina. I hate to tell you, they're saying it, and they I, are saying I, it. I they are writing books. They are publishing. Uh, Go. You want to blow yourself away in a bad way? Go, 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 go. <laughs> search whatever your search engine is. Go search uh, children's transgender books. You will be amazed. You may. Uh, you will be amazed. Yeah. These are books like designed like the Very Hungry Caterpillar, the kind of children's books you and I grew up with. I don't know, Paddington Bear or Curious George. They're designed for five and six year olds. And there's not twenty. Uh, there's not thirty. There's an uncountable number, much higher than twenty. It's amazing how much is out there. Amazing. 
Yeah, and, and I, I guess I vaguely know it. I mean, I I have friends who are in who are teachers up here, but I don't think we're, you know, I think we're pretty steadfast up here. You know, in 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 rim country, where uh, you know we're just a, oh we're flyover rednecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for us. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, a, I know the hysteria the, over this red, piece I'm of married. legislation is yeah. is incredible. What's but you're making an interesting point too because I think the corporation that uh, Ron DeSantis was talking about was Disney in this case, which is giving him grief over this legislation, believe it or not. So there you have a corporation right. that uh, wants yep. uh, five-year-olds and six-year-olds taught, taught, about, taught, taught, taught about the issues of transgenderism. But um, I, I guess one of the interesting things about what you're putting your finger on is not just that they're distorting it by calling it the don't say gay bill because it has nothing to do with that. But why this has even become a story, your point is who in their right mind would be supporting this. Well, clearly the fact that this is such a national story, it's not just the don't say gay phraseology. It's that these report – these uh, the media companies, major media companies that are reporting the issue, they use that phraseology. I was pointing this out yesterday and they think it's a story worth reporting on. I mean if a state right. legislature were to ban teaching sexual identity issues to six – six-year-olds, that really shouldn't, in a better world, be a story at all. So it's really a two-fold problem. They think it should be a story, yeah. and they use the phraseology of the of the left. Well, one, one bright, uh, you know, we, 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 we hunt for these little bright glimmers, mm-hmm. is that I've heard that TV shows and movies that are aggressively promoting transgenderism, uh, you know, anti, you know, white people bad, black people good, uh, you know, are, are tanking at the box office, and people don't want to see it. They're just, you know, they're sick of being preached at. They're sick of being, you know, sort of twisted into the, the pretzel uh, PC-ism. And uh, they're just like, no, you know what, I'll just uh, I'll turn it off and stick it in an old DVD. And I've kept all my old DVDs because, <laughs> because, because there's days where I just go, okay, fine. Um, you know, yeah, I want to watch. I want to watch Reacher. I watched the whole Reacher series, not with Tom Cruise, but with the tall guy. But uh, you know, other than that, there's not a whole heck of a lot that I'm really happy with right now. I get it. I get it. But you know, Jim Croce said, "Ain't nobody seen a rainbow until he's seen uh, the rain." And uh, you know, we're, yep. we're, we're if we can, if we can keep our wits about us while all others are losing theirs, English teacher. If we can do yep. that. Uh, yes. November, maybe we can make a difference <laughs> here and remind the country because the country, it's, it's a weird thing. The country every once in a while seems to need a reminder of what socialism and yeah. Marxism and leftism is. Every once in a while, yeah. you know, we thought we won the war and walk away, but they don't walk away. They're like the great white sharks and jo- the great white shark and jaws. All they do is sleep and swim and eat. That's it. That's all they yeah, do. And, and, That's and, all they do. And, and, and they're light on the sleep part. And I were talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, well, Satan never sleeps. You know that was right. the title of a book. I right. can't remember. But when I was a kid, my mother used to say it all the time. And she wasn't even that religious. But man, she she had something there. It's really true. And uh, I encourage all of your listeners to just check out the Faust story because I think it's relevant. Uh, I think it is too. And I'm and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, this is kind of funny. I don't know if you follow Ben Shapiro on Twitter. It, it, this this is of course you knew this would start happening. Um, there's a physician 
who has a tweet. I, I, we don't know him particularly. I don't think we, any of us know him. He's not doesn't live here, and he he's tweeting out a picture of himself and what I assume is his husband because he says this is what a family looks like. You can't silence or erase us. Rainbow, don't say gay. And it's a nice picture of the two men with their kids. And it says, this is what a family looks like. You can't silence or erase us. Rainbow, don't say gay. You know what Ben Shapiro wrote? Why, looky here, you on Twitter with thousands of retweets and no police coming for you. Almost as though you aren't being silenced or erased at all. (laughs) Do people even know what they're writing anymore? I mean, do they even know that words actually do have meanings? Meanings? Do they even know? Well, it's the it's the victim Olympics. Remember, if you you know you 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 vie with others to be more of a victim, and if you're not a victim, you'll just make up your victimhood and create this 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 myth, you know, just like sort of the the Faust myth of today, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tina, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you very thank you too, very and- much. Don't trust big folks. We used to rail against big government, and that's right. But it's time to it's time to rail against big big corporate America too. Big anything. Big is not, as it turns out, good. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks, and that's all. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. David Schweikert will be joining us shortly, I believe, in studio, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And we have a lot to talk to him uh, about. Uh, I'm going to have a few interesting guests coming up, too. John Gabriel will be joining us, as will a brand-new guest, actually a Uyghur Muslim. I was uh, from China who was born in a uh, who was who was born in a concentration camp in China. He has now become an American citizen, and God bless him. Uh, We'll we'll be talking to him in our third hour. The mask mandate uh, being lifted is kind of interesting. But you know what? The Biden administration is not lifting them on public transportation in the United States. Now, why do you think that is? Air travel would be an example. Why do you think that is? Um, Is it is it? I can't psychologically understand it because there are a few institutions, there are a few um, uh, races, I'm trying to, that's the Latin word, R-E-S, a few few places, locales, locations, locuses, where COVID outbreaks just were not a story. There's, there's, There's no story about outbreaks on airplanes. And it has nothing to do with the masks. It has to do with the circulatory and other systems. And by the way, everything else we know about masks shows that COVID has nothing to do with masks either while I'm at it. But while the administration is heralding and promoting the lifting of mask mandates around the country, why would it keep it on public? Why would it keep it on airplanes and public transportation? Again, why are we fighting the least dangerous thing? Why are we why are we running for the fire hoses when there's a flood, so to speak. Do you think, is it possible, it's speculation, we'll ask Schweikert, because he's proposed legislation to end a lot of this stuff too. Do you think it's because they just want something to rest on in case 
There's a new surge. Well, we didn't lift it on airplane. I, I don't know. I simply do not understand it. What we do know is we're not following any kind of science. If you don't have to wear a mask in a restaurant or in a school, why would you wear one in public transportation? Is 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 the bus or the airplane more contagious than a restaurant or an office building? I, it, it, it never made sense, and it's making less and less sense. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.